Welcome to Down the Slope, I'm Ewan and as ever we are joined by Harry and Greg. We're obviously recording a little bit earlier to see if we can catch some raw emotion. How are we doing lads? Sunday morning, hey. oh, early afternoon. Hey, Sunday morning for you, you're good, but you're just up. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing Greg? Yeah, I'm alright. Still a bit annoyed after yesterday, but I thought I would be okay when I woke up this morning, but evidently not. Right then, so Ross County and Levy, um, we spoke about, well we spoke about a couple of weeks ago coming into the run of games that we had, the, the Dundee United and the St Mirren game at home, Rangers away, followed by the two home games this week, saying that the four home games was a real chance for us to kick on, really stamp our authority, show what we were about, get the home form sorted out and we've taken four points from 12 and lost our last two. What? Well, lost our last three, but lost our last two at home. What, what's went wrong for Hibs in the last week especially? Greg? I think um, it's just a shadow of the team we were at the start of the season. And it's, it's like yin and yang with a home and away form. We're totally different. I don't know what it is, but I thought Ross County was bad at home. And then yesterday happened, and that was even worse for me. We we are just terrible. We have no plan B. We don't seem to have any structure. We've got no backbone on the team. There's no steel. We are so easy to play against at home, and no wonder teams come and run riot. What? what? So you say that like oh, we're obviously a shadow of the team and stuff like that. What 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 was the most worrying thing for you yesterday or against Ross County? The defence is is a is a major concern at the moment. We're we're conceding too many soft goals. We we don't really make teams work for their goals at home, do we? It seems to be very simple, whether it be a ball in behind or. And then also the Levy manager picked up on that. He said before the game we knew they had a lot of space in behind their centre halves. Oh, they? So 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 teams have noticed that, that that we have loads of space in behind. And the Chuckle brothers at the back don't help themselves. <laughs> and Harry, what what about yourself, mate? Well, if I'm considered the happy clapper, then hips have cut my fucking hands off because there's nothing to be happy about there. Those two performances are amongst the worst I've seen from Hibs in the past five years. Because that Ross County team that came to Easter Road to play, that's the worst team that's played at Easter Road since Colin Calderwood's Hibs team played at Easter Road. That team's a shambles. Like, Yogi Hughes, two of them got sent off. They didn't even have a first team out. And they came to Easter Road and dominated. Because see, the thing is, if we lost that game 4 or 5 now, we wouldn't have been able to complain. If we lost the game against Livy 7 or 8 now, we wouldn't have been able to complain. Absolutely shambolic from start to finish. I seen a tweet on Twitter the other day. I was like, what was the worst tweet from 2020? So then I look through my own tweets, of course, because I have some shanners on mm-hmm. there. And I think the worst one was, this is the best organised hips defence I've seen in years. Because see, at the start of the season, we just didn't look like we could be scored against. Because the goal we conceded was either a corner or a penalty or whatever. But at the moment, Paul Hanlon and Ryan Porches are having goals each, giving teams clear-cut chances. I've said to you for weeks, Ryan Porches needs dropped. He gives away at least two clear-cut chances a game. 
and this week he's been punished and they scored two goals directly because of him in that Livingston game. That third goal is the worst goal I've seen at Easter Road. That is awful. Like, see if like if I had a son who was seven year old and he considered a goal like that, I'd smack him. It was <laughs> fucking horrendous. Like, see the thing is, like when I've not been at the games, I find it difficult to get angry at Hibs. But yesterday I was just sat there fuming. I was laughing the whole second half. It was literally it was like we were a League One team and we had our big game against Celtic Rangers. It was like the equivalent of Cove Rangers at the moment playing against Celtic Rangers. And then the big boys just coming and ruining the day. But we were hips playing against fucking Livingston. It was diabolical. And the thing is, I, I don't know, like, the problem for me is Paul Hanlon and Ryan Porteous seem to have realised there's no punishment for them. They can go out and drop zeros every fucking week. And who's, who's going to step in place of them? Are we going to put Gogic, yeah. who's just decided not to be a footballer anymore? Are we going to put Darren McGregor, who's six years past it? We've got fuck all. Because... The problem for me is players are going to have off games. No player is consistent enough in this Hibs team to play at a solid 8 out of 10 every week. It's going to happen. But see if Ryan Poaches has a bad game. Paul Hanlon, as captain, needs to step up and cover for him and help him out and vice versa. Every single time one player in this team has a bad game. The other players just follow suit. Like, see Joe Newell. He, obviously, Gogic struggling yesterday and Newell's been fantastic for weeks. Newell was fucking shite yesterday. I've been singing his praises non-stop. He was woeful. Just... It just angers me. I thought Doig, only good player. So, of course, Ross said, all right, get him off. We'll just piss off the fans even further. Literally, nothing nothing went right. Nothing went right. Um, I, for me personally, I think the Ross County result was worse than yesterday because at least Livingston, you can like you can make excuses. They've won five games in a row, blah, blah, blah. Still no good enough. We're a better team. We should be beating them. Yeah. But that Ross County team, that is... That is a League One equivalent team that came to Easter Road and dominated us and deserved to win. I don't care what anybody says. That is a shite team. And they'll stay up now because they've had that result and they'll think they're big boys in that. But we played below them. They didn't play above us. Anybody could have came to Easter Road that day and won. It was shite. Sorry for that. See, the thing is, I don't normally swear on this podcast. I try and keep it nice and cool like that. But I am livid. Like, I, I'm turning into Gordon Sayers. I'm about to get a fucking baldy and just go off on rants on Twitter. And like, honestly... <laughs> I am raging! <laughs> Ruining my salary! And, like, it's, see, the thing is, I've lost, like, nearly 10 kilograms in that, and I reckon the reason is because Hibs have been pissing me off. I've ate about fucking 47 digestives in the past day trying to recover from that Hibs game. Honestly, Hibs, Hibs are like a fucking self-harm for me. They just ruin my life. Life without Hibs would be better. If someone says to me, who's your favourite team? Hibs. Who's your least favourite team? Definitely fucking Hibs. They just ruin everything. All right, ran over. I'll stop. Oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Well, we'll just wrap it up there, lads. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, can I ask, what, what goal do you think is worse to concede? The second against Ross County or the second against Livy? Or the second against Livy? No, do you mean the third one against Livy? No other goal you'll ever concede in that history will be as bad as the third goal. But well, the second well, goal against Levy, we're just standing and watching. I think it. the second the second goal yesterday, hmm. I think when I seen the highlight, I thought I actually think Barnes was a he should have done better, but maybe a little bit unlucky because it looks like he got a fairly hmm. clean punch in it, but it scudded Porteous right in the face. Like, but the reaction after it. Is poor, but I mean, I don't know who it was that turned Hanlon on Wednesday night, but he 
was it that Hilton? And he just, I've like, he just, he just spun him very, very. I know it's in the box, obviously, maybe Kenny. He's probably scared to, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's probably scared to, like, tackle him or that and to give away a penalty. But for me, the more worrying thing is Ross County played with one striker all game. And, okay, so Hanlon gets turned. Not great, but Shaw's got the space of fucking Easter Road in the box. Like, the, like, He's just standing there. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, like, you know for a fact, if that's Boyle turning their centre half, he's going to look up and this bit's marked and he's just going to fire it across the face of goal, hoping that someone's there. Whereas we're like, no, there's your striker that started the game, has had us on toast at the back. Now, I like Shaw, but he made Paul Hanlon and Ryan Portis look like a pair of fucking amateurs on Wednesday. Wednesday. They made them look like they're level. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like they, like, don't, like, I do. Love, I like Ollie Shaw, but no enough to think. Like, I don't think he's. I think we should have kept him purely because we've no replaced him. You know what I mean? Like that. Like we've still got nobody sitting as that sort of bridge between Jamie Gullen and the other two because Jamie Gullen's no exactly flavour of the month. No matter how Hibs try to dress it up and put TV packages out there saying that he's taking his chance and stuff. And do you know what? The boy has taken his chance when he's got time to play, but he's had about 10 minutes. So, like, it's hardly a chance. But uh, I thought, I think this, the first goal and the third goal are worse for me yesterday. I think the second goal, like, it's a shambles when you look at it, but it's one of them, like, Barnes does get a decent fist on it. Like, if it does, they scalp Porteous in the face. And I think when something, like, it panic station setting at that point and like Barnes then flaff says flaffs it uh, and it just falls straight to uh was it, was it John Guffrey that scored? And I think they actually about three boys in the net at that point. And then after it goes in, Christian Deutsch finally manages to find the net and scalps it into our net in frustration. So maybe he needs to channel that in the another box. I'm just surprised he wasn't caught offside of that corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So See, for me, right, now the defender has been really bad, but we were, we were speaking at the start of the season about how much better Portress and Hanlon looked this season in comparison to last season because you had Gogic in front of them or the midfield were playing well and people were covering for each other and stuff like that. Like, Portress and Hanlon, for me, have played, they've had, they have had good seasons. Like, that's, like, look, they've had a bad couple of games, but. They've had good seasons, like the, to try and be a little bit calm about it. Like, look, they have they've had some stinkers, no just in the last two games. But at the start of the season, Portress was still making odd mistakes, but Hanlon was covering. Hanlon was making mistakes. Portress was there. For me, like, there's no um, responsibility in the team at all. We, I think, I've mentioned it to both of you, and I, I don't think we have. I don't think we've won a game where we've conceded the first goal. The only game, or I don't even think we've taken a point where we've conceded the first goal. And the only game I can think of where we were behind, other than the League Cup games, like in the league, would have been Rangers, where we went 2 1 down. But other than that, off the top of my head, we've went behind against Livy and Ross County, behind against Celtic, uh, behind against Aberdeen twice. Like, and obviously that's only what, five, five six games in the league. But 
you want to see that your team has something about them to actually be like, right, let's go and oh, like we conceded first against Hearts, I guess, and we got technically a draw. Wait, did we concede first? Aye, we did, aye. But like, it, it just, there doesn't seem any, like, I guess the Hearts one's a good example. We conceded and we equalised like five minutes later. Where has that been in any of the league games? Now, obviously, the Hearts game after the equaliser wasn't great, but at least you could see straight after the goal, they're like, nah, right, come on to fuck. Like, let's actually get a grip of ourselves here. Even Aloha as well, like, it was like, fuck's sake, like, look, we weren't that good, but we dominated the full game. Whereas yesterday, Livy scored, and it was like, oh, well, it's only seven minutes in, we'll just keep going. Like, if it's shite, and I didn't want to go back to what we were talking about weeks ago, but it was so boring. Like, Harry mentioned earlier in the year, like, because you're at home, you maybe don't pay as much attention to that. The game went past yesterday, and I was like, unless Cliff Pike raised his voice, I was hardly fucking watching. Like, it's utter garbage, honestly. Like, did we even have a shot on target? I think Sky said we had one, but I cannot fucking remember it. Honest to God. Like, and even if we did one shot on target at home against anyone, like, look, they have now won seven on the spin and they're a hard team to play against. And all of the fucking things that you'll hear on sports scene, like, oh, probably the worst team to go to behind against. If we have one shot on target against fucking Celtic or Rangers at home, it's unacceptable. Like, mm-hmm. and the way that we're controlling the ball or lack of controlling the ball, it just puts more pressure on Porteous, on Hanlon, on McGinn, on Stevenson. And, like, at the start of the season, the defence knew if they kept a clean sheet, we'd win the game. The defence, right now, need to keep a clean sheet for us just to, get to draw. Like, it, like, we don't look. Like, like, we've no scored in three games. We, other than a little moment, of, like, nice finishing for Nisbet against St Mirren, we didn't look like scoring after that. And we scored one out of fucking 25 chances against Sunday night. And that was a fluke as well. Like, exactly. Like, we, like okay, okay, but, but is it though? That's what I mean, that we don't look like scoring. Like, we don't look like scoring goals. We, we, are, we are so predictable. Like, there's no... Like, t- teams know what we're going to do before we even know what we're going to do. I think we, we're saying our boil's been shit this season. So he's still got goals, he's still got assists, and every week he's going up against three, probably like a centre mid, a holding <laughs> midfielder, a winger, and a fullback. But we persist on giving him the ball. Like you have to give him the ball because he can do something. But Jesus Christ, do something else. What like what I don't understand is every other team in the world will switch their wingers. Why we Boyle never pops? I'm not saying that he's good on his left foot, but he never pops up on his left on the left side to cut inside or to vary up at all. It's just like, nope, you're a right winger, you're a striker, you're a central midfielder, you're a left. No, sorry, we don't have a left midfielder. We'll just play anyone we fancy on left midfield. Like, <laughs> like you, you just stay out there. You, you tr- will try you the day. Like, oh, it's so shite. Like, <laughs> see, see for me, right? See at half time yesterday was the one time I was expecting to make a change. I put uh, I he, he needs Hibs to are, change that. Hibs are 22 to 1 just before half time. 
so I put a pound fifty on it. I was I was sorta of like you. I thought, well surely he's gonna come out and like you know what I mean? I thought right there'll be a change or two. Like I thought it, I had like a pound fifty sitting in my William Hill account. I went, fuck it. Like you I'll never know. Nah. <laughs> 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 Let's just spunk that up the wall. <laughs> what is it to say, it to say gamble usual. responsibly? Well, I just irresponsibly lost a pound fifty. You're kind of being locked as soon as you put that on. That should have been a test. Fucking hell. Uh, it just it was one of them. I was like, right, we've been this bad, but if we can score, like, I think I put on maybe 10 minutes before half time. I was like, if we can get a goal here before half time, like, Maybe, but oh, ya bastard! <laughs> like, how wrong was that? I? I like how he brought Jamie Murphy on four minutes after half time. Like, what is the point? I think he's fit. He's not fit. I just but like because say- it was Jamie Murphy. He's a go to because he's got a wee bit of ability. I think but, it was a sham bringing. I, I, I wanted Jamie Murphy to come on, but why bring him on before Jamie Gullen when he's not played in four or five games? Then Jamie Gullen goes off injured, so that's good. Rotation is what we love to see. Can I just say another couple of issues? So from both games, um, the problem that you and slightly touched on for the Ross County game, Holly Shaw, obviously we let him go, didn't really replace him. Kim Tistero didn't really do it. I don't, I don't think he was excellent, but obviously two goal contributions. If you've done it as a striker, you've had a good game. That's just pretty much how football works. Best two players on the pitch yesterday for me, Marvin Bartley, exceptional, and Effie Ambrose. The fact that we never put everything on the line to get him back at the club, just angers me. The fact that we've still got Paul Hanlon and Darren McGregor signed at the club and we didn't make a move for F.A. Ambrose is absolutely embarrassing from the recruitment team. And whoever it is should hang their head in shame because that is just awful. And Tam McManus, for me, says some decent things and says some nonsense. But yesterday I thought he was dead on. The game was dead in the water. We were, no way were we coming back. Why not throw the youngsters on and give them a chance? Obviously the first team don't give a shit. Go and put Bradley on, who looked exciting against Hamilton. Put Gullen on as soon as we hit halftime. Deutsch and Nisbet just didn't look interested at the moment. They, maybe they're a bit tired because they've played so many games. The stats that we put in yesterday, Hibs don't play well when there's congested fixtures. If we actually get a run in Europe, we're fucked. Like, uh, we need to start building We need to qualify squad. first. I know, yeah, true. But the thing is, our record in December to January is awful. Like That's when Lennon nearly got sacked before whatever happened when he ended up leaving the club. We're just terrible when there's congested fixtures and it's because the recruitment team just... <laughs> I, I don't even ken what they're doing. Eh? The fact that Effie Ambrose has come to Easter Road three times since he left the club and been the best player on the pitch hurts my soul. He's, he's probably one of my favourite, if not my favourite Hibs player. I just, you can when you've got that connection with a player and you just love them. The fact that he just keeps coming back and bossing it is really frustrating for me and it's not talked about enough. Whoever didn't they get him back, idiot. I think, I think it's well... <laughs> at the time I was like I'd take him back but nah alright for me I think uh, look, a lot I know people don't aren't, do you want players to come back blah 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 like it's I think Hibs fans probably more than other player fans seem to do have a um, affinity with wanting players to come back and stuff like that but, but it's just I think what it does is highlight not so much that we don't have Effie Ambrose, that we don't have anyone. Like, Adam Jackson left in the summer. Now, I he was decent. Adam Jackson started, like, he was, as, as far as I'm concerned, he was coming in the season as our first choice centre half. Mm-hmm. Because he ended last season, he played, 
But he wasn't world class. I thought he started last season well. He, he had the fucking handy god at Motherwell, which resulted in him coming to the team a wee bit. Then he came in against Celtic, bossed it for half an hour, got injured. Then he came back for injury and played every game. Like, he also scored four goals in the 22 yeah, games. Well, he scored plenty. For the centre half, he scored plenty of goals. Should we, we've not scored. I don't, I don't think we've scored directly from a corner in the league. Were we not talking about this the other day? When, yeah. I think it was a... So I think we scored Allo in the cup. I think Dodge scored for a corner, but we don't we don't do anything for set pieces. Like the Rangers game. How can we put in so many good crosses in the box? Nobody's there. And not look, look, if you if you get a heat on it and it's hits the post or the keeper saves or it's cleared off the line, like like you see now McGregor against Celtic at the weekend, he can make great saves. So there's no guarantee that if we get on one of the crosses that we score. But not we're just like fucking statues, like, oh, there's the there's the ball. Wait. Oh, maybe I should maybe I should attack that. Like it just it's fucking baffling. But look, let's try and be objective. So also can I just come back to a point on Tam McManus? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He really annoyed me the other night, right? So in the first half of games Ross County, he said that Boyle had the beating of Tramarco and then all of a sudden the second half. Boyle's not going to get him against Tramarco. So what when I was at Tam? Make yeah, Tam. Oh. He, he, he was annoying me. He actually annoyed me yesterday more than the football did. And I don't know why. He's just really That's a lie, mate. Come on, you need to get it. your priorities straight, mate. <laughs> I, I have no energy left to be annoyed at him after this week. Mate, fair enough. Right, so let's, let's get a little bit objective here. Um, although I've sort of blanked out the Ross County game. Who, what was the first goal? Um, against Ross County. <laughs> that was the one from was when, when everyone stood off him and he just planted it out in the bottom corner. Oh, like right, aye, yeah, right. So that aye, that sort of brought my memory back. So Ross County, we started well. I thought the what mm-hmm. they scored about the twenty fifth minute or something like that. We started well. We looked like we were playing with. Look, we weren't creating again. There hadn't been loads of chances created, but we touched on it. Like I felt like we had a good. Uh, sense of urgency about us. We were looking to get on the ball and move it quickly. Um, let's be honest, we totally dominated until they scored. It was the first time they were in our half. But it's a good finish. I think, obviously, we, look, we could. I think Port just jumped out the way of the ball. Maybe worried about what happened with Newell against Dundee United, one of them. Like, maybe didn't want to have the dodgy deflection back to his goalkeeper. And... Look, I'm not saying the Barnes should have done anything better. Like, it was right in the corner. It was a good finish. But for that moment on, we died. Like, we totally died. Like, <laughs> it wasn't a... No, you see it in football. Like, sometimes you you start... We've seen it with him numbers of times. Not this season, but previously. Like, you can see the goal and it kicks you into life. You're like, oh, fuck. Like, you, you maybe you're playing a lower league, a lower team, and they come and they score early doors and it picks the team up and they actually go and beat them 3-1 or whatever. But all that done for us against Ross County was like, it was like that was the knockout blow. The game, the, the, the ref could have blew the full-time whistle then and nothing would have changed other than the fact Ross County when they got the second goal. At no point in that game did I think we were going to score. No point after that. Like, 
we created a few chances against Ross County, but done fuck all with them. And it was the same against Livy. Like, for me, that was Jack Rossi's worst performance, followed by an even worse performance. Mm. And then, obviously, the second goal against Ross County. It's just so easy. Like, was it a throw-in? And the boys it just... Was. I actually think Hamlin committed to the tackle, which is actually a strange way for him to do it because he commits to tackles he shouldn't. But doesn't commit turned. to tackles he He's too he, tight and he gets, gets turned so easily. Like, he's too tight and then... How tall is he? Six foot two? I don't know. He's so, he's so weak. This is the problem. He's just so weak on the ball. He's got no physicality about him. Danny McGregor's, what, six foot and he's a fucking unit compared to Paul Hanlon. I just think, it, I don't even think it's a strength thing or anything like that. I just think it's concentration. He's so tight. As soon as, you, as, soon as someone gets that tight to someone, that boy's quick. He's just, you know what I mean? One movement and he's going to be away. I just think, I think it's purely concentration and focus. But for, again, look, I said it earlier, but fuck me. They've got one striker on the park and how's, how's he standing with like a 10-yard radius around him inside the box? I know, look, so it's not like it was a counter-attack. They had a throw-in. So surely we need to be set up behind the ball so that if they do get to the byline, but, and look, I know we were chasing the goal, so we're probably leaving players out of the pitch, but I'm sure on the highlight, you'd see, like, someone sprinting in to the box to try and block it. Like, why are you not already there? Like, come on. Like, so, I mean, like, I think, like, Porches and Hanlon will get the brunt of it. Maybe along with McGinn and Stevenson. But we were quick enough to say that, oh, Gogic is the reason that they were defending well or knew or like the unit. Well, when things are going wrong, we can't just pinpoint it at the centre halves. They have, there's, at the start of the season, teams weren't getting through us. Now, albeit Livy sort of bypassed the midfield for the first and third goals, but if they wanted to play through us yesterday, they would have. They did on a few like plenty of occasions. They just never scored. Like they didn't have to though. But like, the, the, the third goal is literally route one over the, the first, top. The first goal for me, and this for me is what. So you were talking about Tam McManus. People those people base their opinions on what the commentators say. No, I mean you form the you 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 listen to what they say, and before he's even seen the highlight, he said Lewis Stevenson's sleeping. You log on to Twitter, and every man in the dog saying Lewis Stevenson's sleeping. Okay, but then it showed you the replay, I think, from the away stand, so you could see it all. Mm-hmm. And so it's a was it our goal kick? Aye. And Levy have won the first ball. Mm-hmm. Hanlon's, no, then we've won a header. It's went back. We've stayed a mile off the boy who's knocked it back. Then Navdy's got to Bartley, who's just hooked in behind. The full time... Stevenson's in position. The guy is just faster than him. That's no sleeping. What's his good? Was he got some fucking magic fucking spring in his boot that's just going to make him quicker? Like he's no sleeping. He's been caught inside because that's we're at a goal kick and the wingers outside him. He's goal side. The ball's just been, but it's so easy. We didn't win the second ball. We didn't win the third ball. How can a central midfielder for a goal kick when the pitch is always? Like, all 22 players are basically in the space of fucking a yard to each other at goal kicks. 
especially like a levy, they're so compact. How can we be given, how's it that easy for a ball? It's, no, it's just looping in the middle of the park and someone just hooks it. And then we blame Lewis Stevenson because he got done surely for pace. If that boy takes a touch and doesn't hit it first time, Stevenson probably gets back. You know what I mean? Like For me, that's not on Lewis Stevenson. But because the commentator said Lewis Stevenson was sleeping before he even watched it again, Lewis Stevenson's now getting hung out to dry. Oh, he's not a football player. He's not this, he's not that. But it's, he is. Like, look. I think Josh Doyle should be starting most weeks or Sean Mackey should be starting most weeks. But fuck me. Like, I know you say, Greg, or me and Harry done root cause analysis when we looked at Halberg, it wasn't Hanlon at Ibrox, but you can't just say, oh, well, he was the last person involved, so it's his fault. Like, stop I it. I don't blame Stevenson yesterday, did I? No, no, I, I don't fucking know, mate. <laughs> there, there was a... I think I think it's more the reaction of the team. We we are not reacting. Ah, that's the worrying thing to, for me. You can concede goals. To, to play, Everyone play, concedes play, goals, but players have possession against us, and we give them time. They do something, and it takes us so long to react to it. Like how 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 easy were their goals yesterday? So easy because we're sleeping. They done nothing. That's what I was talking to um, like some of our mates last night, and they're like, "Oh, like." How, like, how was the game? And I was like, they were like, oh, did you get pumped? I was like, well, aye, but Levy never done anything. Like, we fucking handed it on a silver platter to them. Like, I mean, that third goal. Oh. <laughs> that actually gets me nightmares. Like, oh. it, was actually, it was actually it's just, fucking fucking, it. it was like Ken and Rugby when they're like inside the rain, was it 22? And he just they just fucking hump it clear. That's all that was. He was just they just went box to box, like actual like fucking see you, and then the moment right, I know the big guy didn't let it bounce, but fuck me, like okay, the ball made us turn, so it might be kind of hard. We were quite we were pushed high up. We we're pushing for an equaliser. We're trying to get a goal to get back into the game. Porches and Handler are maybe up on the halfway line. Okay, so it bounces. But they're just running back in parallel. As soon as that ball gets hit, surely one of them has to drop. And then it bounces. And so for me, Portia should be dropping. And letting Hanlon try and deal with it initially or whatever. But when it gets back, Hanlon has the ball. We have the ball. We have the ball in a 3v1 situation because the goalkeeper is also there. And Levy score. Fuck me. Like, so, so see, see when I was playing football, right? I, Stephen I Robinson is shit. He, he, he used to be a fucking midfielder, and all of a sudden he's turned into a world class striker. <laughs> I mean, he's goal against. So, so see when I was playing, right? I would hate, I would hate it when they were like, "Oh, that's the defence's fault when you've got none in front of you," but. Yeah, well, that is entirely like yeah, like there's no. You, you cannot defend the defense. <laughs> that is entirely on Portis and Hanlon, and it just it's just communication, isn't it? I just think it's communication, focus, a little bit of confidence. Like, For me, Hanlon is far too quiet. But we, I think that's such an easy thing to say, but like, look, we're not there. So like, I, it, it's like, so what if the camera catches I'm shouting at someone? We, you know what I mean? We don't know what we don't <laughs> actually know, like. In my opinion, like, 
like it's just obvious. We play football manager. You've got a guy with <laughs> leadership on the bench every week. Get him on the pitch. Eh? So the thing is, like, if you were wanting to teach someone how to play football and you wanted to teach them how to be a centre-back, you would show them that goal and you would say, never do, do that. This is the worst possible thing as a centre-back you can do. See, I thought the worst thing as a centre half. I, I thought the worst thing to do as a centre half that we all got told as a kid was I, don't pass the ball across the face of goal. <laughs> the thing is, that is that is rule one. This is rule zero. This is rule zero. So what you do is see that idiot that's let it bounce. Then he do that. See that idiot that's just staring at the ball instead of putting a foot in. Then he's tripped up over his own feet. Then he do that either. Then see the idiot that's let the ball bounce and tried to track back. Get on goal side before you try and put a foot in instead of letting him hit the ball. It was three calamitous errors from the two of them. Poor Dylan Barnes is getting blamed. Because see, the thing is, if you watch the second goal back, he shouts loud as fuck for that ball. And Porteous just stands right in the way. So fair enough, he has, he's still messed it up. He should do better. But if the keeper shouts at you, that's another rule Greg will know from being a centre-back. Yeah, the way. If the keeper shouts, keeper's ball. That's it. Because that, for me, I don't think he's done wrong in commanding his boxer because he's shouting. Oh, that's so what that, I mean. Like, I think if he... At first, I thought he'd fucking missed it. Like, I thought he'd just yeah. come out and flat to it. But on the replay, you see, he gets a good hat. He, he put look. Whether they could have caught it or went two-handed or whatever, it doesn't look great because he's low. Like, you know, but mm. he has got a hand on it. He's completely diverted the track of the ball. He's effectively done his job. Like, it's just scudded Porteous in the fucking side of the chop. And then the position where the goalie is then is he can't get himself back across he's, to make he's any sort, sort of, of shot himself. But he's just, in my opinion, goalies in that situation, they're just trying to be as big as possible and mm-hmm. they're automatically I don't have an issue with him then trying to jump up and get the second ball and then because it did but yeah he didn't get the second ball but he was still in a position in front of the guy that hit the shot it was a fa- it was a fairly good finish to be fair the guy like there was like there was a lot of people there and yeah like look Barnes should do better for me like I guess what would you say that you have to make sure that it doesn't hit. You have to clear your box when you're like when when you're cleaning it. But it's just because he's so low. It's a good ball in, like it's whipped mm-hmm. in. It's low at the six yard box, but he does get his fist on it and it just scuds Porteous in the face. Like it, it's comical, isn't it? Like that. The three goals yesterday were just, the the first goal was like, oh shit! Like you know what I mean? Like wow! Like here it was a bit like fuck. Here we go. But that you know, was easy. Aye, but it was, look, it was a good finish. Like, let's be, let's be honest. Oh, look, don't get me wrong. There's a great finish in the bottom corner. Like, if he, if he took it first time, right? If he takes a touch, he doesn't score. I, don't, I think Stevenson's close enough that if he takes a touch, Stevenson gets a block in. For me, he just fucking rattles it across. It was a great finish. Like, but the second and third goals were just comical. Like, whether Barnes was unlucky or whatever, whether Porteous and Hanlon defended terribly, you could see both their goals on fucking question of sport what happened next. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, no, look, that's fair. look, we've had, I don't know, half an hour of absolutely just of zero structure, as ever. Uh, <laughs> moving on, like, well, I'm sure you've still got things to get off your chest and we'll end up talking about a game, but we'll look. We're obviously in January. 2021's got off to a great start, so we'll have a look at what we think Hibs need to do in the transfer window. Um, 
and why we think that. And I'm sure that'll take us back on nicely to moaning like fuck about the love again. Well, it could be a show on its own, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so, January transfer window. I mean, no. The answer is not a full new team and a new manager, Greg. <laughs> oh. What do we need in the window? Defenders, centre-backs, because the players don't care and because they don't care, they can't be replaced. I've said through the start of the season, we need someone to actually make Hanlon and Porteous play to their best every week, but they can drop zeros on a daily basis and nothing's going to happen to them. They could no show up to training and we'd still have to play them every week because there's nobody that can play ahead of them. So if we didn't sign a centre-back, I want Ron Gordon to get himself back to America and out my club. There you go. Yeah, Uja fucker. Greg, how long's your shopping list? Double-sided A4? Uh, <laughs> an A4 pad, maybe I. Um, I I'm going to take it back a few years when we signed Faisal or Ed Ask when Louis Stevenson was playing below par, shall we say. Okay. And ever since he came in, Stevenson really stepped it up. So, what we need is two centre-halves to come in that could possibly play, play at the first-team level. But I just want to give the Chuckle Brothers the right good fright because they pair are getting away with absolute murder and it is difficult to watch every week. We need, we need them two to get a, a bit of a scare here because it almost seems like it's too easy for them just to play. I know Paul McGinn can play at centre-half as well, but he's too busy putting lazy balls in the box for right-back at the moment. <laughs> and he's not the only one, to be fair. I think I actually think Doig is, is a better option to Stevenson. I don't think we need a left-back. Nah, I, I think we've got three good left-backs. Yeah, so I think... Good in comment and fit in, in speech and speech marks. If you ignore yes. if you ignore Livingston and Ross County games, we've got three good left backs. <laughs> if you just look Maybe at the I'll good, see. if you just look at the games they've played well in, <laughs> <laughs> we've got three good left backs. Um, see if you just look at the games it. where Hibs have played well this season, we're actually really good. Exactly. Look, see if you just ignore the bad games. Like we are some team. <laughs> I think the one of the bad games myself. It's much easier to go the good games because that's what you expect. <laughs> Where's the fun? Well, you expect <laughs> him to play well. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. We need another striker anyway. Ah, without a doubt. Think, I think... I'm sorry, we need a left winger for a start as well. So what's that? Four players already. Right, so it's January, so I'm going to be realistic. I, I, look, I don't think we're far away. And... I do think I our do. start in 11 is good. If everyone's fit. Mm. If everyone's mm. fit, which is, look... No, but seriously, come on, like, let's actually get a fucking grip. Like, Marciano's one of the best goalkeepers. Let's go through the team. Marciano's one of the best goalkeepers in the league. Mm. Right back. Paul McGinn's one of the best right backs in the league. Really. Yeah. Who's who's a better right back? Outside of the Celtic Rangers, who's a better right back than him? So no, I think he's very good. He's one of those no, no, but so that's what I'm saying. So let's just, so let's just, okay, it's saying a half as much as we're no, as much as I know I'm form. Yeah. Portress and Hanlon, if I said to you we'd sign, I don't fucking know, Stuart Finlay for Kelly, mm-hmm. you would 
you're, you're right now you're going to say aye, but two weeks ago you said no. So, like, but you know what I mean? I to be honest, but, but we, 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 we sign players for this. I don't think Stuart Finlay is good enough. But I think they're both. I think they're both top ten centre halves in the league. So, like, left back. Why is I that think, good enough? What do you mean, why? Because in the nicest way, mate, teams play two centre-halves, if no three, and we're hips. Like, no, but, we're no, hips. It's having two centre-halves in the top ten. Is, no, but is we're just going for the starting 11. No, but, but you've named ten centre-halves that are better than Paul Hanlon and Ryan Porteous in the league. Me for a star. In the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, so I'm just going through what is our starting 11, right? Left-back's yeah. better than Josh Doyle or Stevenson or Sean Mackey. Outside no, no, I'm three just saying. I'm, no, I'm going through the full team. Left midfield, okay, okay. when he's fit. Left wingers are better than Jamie Murphy. But, no, but this one, so I'm going through the starting fat. 11. No, but I'm just saying to you, so you're like, I'm saying we have a good team. You disagreed, but we have a good team. So I, I said we're not far away, and you said we are. We're not. We're, it's a fact. The we're not. might be the problem. I, I think we're, we need. One centre half, one striker. Uh, if we signed a striker and a centre half in January, I'd be alright. I'm the same. Uh, the, I think if we'd signed a starting calibre in each, yeah. I think if we signed that. someone that I thought actually had a chance to, if we signed someone up front that, I don't, honestly, I don't even think it needs to be someone that I thought, oh, he's definitely going to start. I'm trying to think of a name. See if we signed e- Holy shit. Sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but here's one, right? So say someone he's out of contract and look, again, I'm no I don't actually think he's that good, but say we signed Eamon Brophy in January. I bet right, okay. Like he's not gonna start every week, but like he um he's not gonna start every week, but he's got experience in the league, he's out of contract in the summer, like I wouldn't you know what I mean, like but if he started, you'd think he could probably do all right. You know what I mean? Like, if we sign someone at mm-hmm. that level, I don't know if that's maybe actually, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he would accept, you know what I mean? I don't know if that's maybe too much for a third, I think he maybe would qualify as someone that would start, I'm not sure, but if we sign something like that, and to be honest, we'll sign a centre-half for England, let's be honest. Like, we're not going to, I don't yeah. think we'll, I don't think we'll bring someone in, I don't think we'll bring someone in from Scotland. I, I don't see us signing anyone from any other Scottish team in January other than if it's a pre-contract for the summer. Um, there's a lot of good players on pre-contract, but for me, I think we need a centre-half and a, and a striker. Yeah. Um, I, supp- I suppose with the, with the left the left midfield, kind of... Yeah, you could probably do it. Look, discussion. You, I don't you've got Jimmy Gullen on the bench. And... You've got McGuinness who can do some, a job out there by the looks of it, but Jamie Murphy... You've got Jamie Gullen, like that's it. Like we're screaming for Jamie Gullen to get a start. So what if we bring in a left midfielder and a striker? What what happens to Jamie Gullen? Yeah. No, like that's you know you know what I mean. Like I know I know that Jack Ross isn't really playing him, but you've got to, I guess, have give him the spot. What about getting rid of some of the deadwood? See, the thing is, I think if we didn't win the Scottish Cup in 2016, I don't think that Darren McGregor, Lewis Stevenson, or David Greer start the club. Ah, but we did. <laughs> uh, did, but that, that doesn't mean that they, but that doesn't mean they deserve to play because they're no, here. Stevenson, no, they're here based on that. They're not I, here because they're good enough for hips. I think yeah. it, I don't think it's fair to put Lewis Stevenson in the 
in the bracket with Rodgers. For me, Lewis Stevenson, if he's playing 10, 15 games a season, fair enough. He should not be first choice left back. He isn't, though. Let's be realistic. He isn't. He, he will only play. When he's fit, he starts. Mm. Because nobody else is fit. I'm not saying, I don't think he does. I don't think I think Doig was available the other day. I think against Levy probably was, but Stevenson got the nod. I'll be Stevenson won't. I get like, he'll make a lot of sub appearances. I don't think Stevenson will start more than fifteen games this season. I think, he's I, think, I, think that I think we need to move on and we need to say Darren McGregor and David Gray are coaches. Darren um, McGregor and I don't look Darren McGregor more so because he is literally our third choice centre half. And look, I know they are signed to player contracts just now, but I believe their contract is a player or an ambassador or whatever. They are just there just now because they're under contract. Because like, if you take those two out, then look at the f- squad just gets thinner and thinner when players that shouldn't be playing but are part of the squad are taken out. And we seem to be forgetting. We're getting Tom James back in January, so at least that's the right-back oh, situation. Aye. It doesn't really exist. So we've got Cafu coming, coming back. Yeah, that's all right. Aye. <laughs> but he might be Cafu, but he scores three ticks like a bit of Carlos. It'll be hey, interesting. That's a, good, that's a good point, though. Like we've got, sure. If you'd think he's going to leave, surely. So if he leaves in January, you've got some element of a fee coming in, or a, probably a high wage. I'd imagine. Where was he, Yeovil? No, but he was at Yeovil before he. Ah, right. Well, I'm thinking like wage-wise. I'm sure he's not on pennies because he came from down south and signed a big, a long-term contract. Fucking hell! But like. <laughs> To be Aye. fair though, we've had this discussion, you then. He, he's, he's got a technical player. He's no player holding right midfield, back. and we're not, we're not even broadcasting this to the rest of the fucking world. He's no player no, holding midfield. No, he's not, but what I'm trying to say is he's quite a technical player. Tom James isn't as bad as what Hibs fans think. No, nah, he he's not. Like, let's just get that. Like, he's not going to make it, Hibs. He's made his bed, he's got a lie in it, but he's not that bad. He got he, he got ripped first arse paper in the League Cup semi final for Celtic at the pomp waste in the nicest way. Look, I like Stephen Mann, but he's not a right midfielder. He's not like he's not going to protect the fullback. Like you know, you know what I mean? Like Tom James got look, he, he he had a bad game. So like, but at the same time, he fucking pocketed the Celtic winger in the game that we drew one one against him. Like look, he got he got torn arse paper at Motherwell, and fuck me, he got torn arse paper in the first half. But in the second half, he was all right. Like play. No player played well under Hecky. No even Scott Allen. No even the fucking Wonder Boy. Here, I'd give Scott Allen a fair amount of fucking shite on here. Eh? But like, he. <laughs> you do, uh, you but, absolutely slate up to be fair. Well, let's be realistic. Scott Allen's been shite since he came back. Let's be, let's be fucking honest. At the start of this season, he was pish. Like, maybe there was reasons for that. But last yeah, year. Was last season, since then. Um, I think he left, I thought he was, he was a good, he, he turned, turned it on a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's the problem with players coming back or players staying too long. I think that you're, like, there's no enough recency bias. Because as you say, if we'd signed Scott Allen as a new player from when he signed, we wouldn't be giving it big loudies and that. Apart from his pass at Ibrox, he's not really done any Scott Allen-esque things. Yeah, look, thing don't get me wrong, Scott Allen wasn't, wasn't and remains not our issue and he will be a good like but 
let's just remember, look, again, look, it's hard because obviously he's had this period out, so you don't know how much that was impacting his performances at the start of the season. Not a single person was annoyed that he was dropped and not playing at the start of the season. Like, when we were playing well, Scott Allen was not playing. Like, away to Levy, he got dropped. Like, away to Dundee United, he got dropped. Like, he only started the first game of the season and was honking. And then I think he started one other game. Like, I don't know how we started talking about Scott Allen, but, like, oh, Tom James. <laughs> like, nobody was nobody was good under Hecky in the, at the start of last season. And I totally forgot about Tom James, to be honest. But, I, who else would you like to see leave then, Harry? Um, it's one left. of those ones, like, I, I'd like to see people leave, but I'd like to see people in their place, like, I, I don't know, I think Paul Hanlon's got a job to do somewhere, but I think it's the likes of St Mirren he's got a job to do, I don't think he's up to Hibs' standard, but I think he has got a few seasons left to his career, um, right, okay, just retire now, but, right, so I'm going right, to play total devil's advocate to what you are saying, right? So he's not up to Hibs standards, right? So who's our standards? Aberdeen, they're our direct competitors, right? And they've scored enough twice. Aye, but let's look at their centre half, right? So they play a back three, right? So what's Aye, Scott McKenna who's worth eight million? Scott that, McKenna uh, left. Well, he's sweet, didn't he? Aye, so him. that's what I'm saying. Like, Aber- like I'm sorry, I- I'm <laughs> being told. Right, so Aberdeen's defenders, main defenders: Tommy Hoban, Andrew Considine, and he's Ash Taylor. Him. Not one of them are better. Constantine, maybe. Tommy Hoban and Ash Taylor, if you'd swap Paul Hanlon for them, fuck me. But I'm sorry. Hibs, Hibs players are not... Paul Hanlon suffer. I said this to you yesterday. Paul Hanlon gets so much criticism because he's been here for so long. And Ryan Porteous gets zero criticism because he's the Tannies think that because he's only 20-odd and he's Hibs as fuck and he posts pictures on Instagram when Rangers or Hearts get beat, like they're they're suffering from the same like Porteous gets the young Hibs man so he gets away with it. But see because Hanlon's been here so long but is also a Hibs fan. Like he doesn't get away with it. Like, I think you've seen it a lot like people think he needs to go. Paul Hanlon is fine for Hibs. Look, is he the best defender in the league? No. But two weeks ago we said he would be our player of the season. Like He's been shit for two games. The full team's been shit for two games, but you can't just rip a team apart after two games. Like I know them. Because it's not how it works. <laughs> as much as it would be it's fucking class. And there's definitely better options out there. There must be. If that's, if, if that's finishing third or fourth football, then we're fucked. Then I we're don't think... Fucked. I don't think there's... Look, again, this is why you've got recruitment teams and stuff, but... And obviously, like, look, I think we did make an error, maybe not bringing Ambrose back or something like that. But there's probably also a reason for that as well. I would, I would guess. Was Lennon still the manager? No, he left when Hecky came in because mind he had that clause in his contract. Oh, you mean when he could have came back? He left on. Mm-hmm. Un- he left under Lennon. No, yeah, Hecky must have been in because he left under Lennon. He left under Lennon, and Lennon got the sack like a month later. So it must have been under Hecky. But he must have left. Look, whatever. But. The recruitment team have done a good job with players they've brought in. That, like, let's look at it, really. Like, your McGinn's, your McGeoch's, your Allen's, your Doige's, like, Nisbet's, uh, Murphy's, 
Doherty's on loan, like McNulty the first time on No, but like, you know what I mean? I would say that the recruitment team since they came in have probably got at least a 50% success rate, which is pretty good. So to then turn around and go, well, they, like, they would have identified if there was players in our budget to be better than... And I do think the club do hold your Hanlons, your McGregors, your Greys and Stevensons in very, very high regard because of what they've done for the club. But why not? Like, we're saying that we don't have leaders on the park. But if you take Gray and McGregor out of the squad, you don't have leaders full stop. Like, I'm not saying that Gray and McGregor should be playing. But if they're on the park, they're probably berating people. And I'm sure they will be in the dressing room cause, or like at training or whatever. And people, and I've seen people moan about how people are saying, oh, Josh Doig, like Louis Stevenson, a mentor for Josh Doig. Well, one, Louis Stevenson is still capable of putting in top level performances. And two, you need these sort of things. Like, you need to play, like, look at Aaron Hickey at Hearts. Like, we've laughed and joked at the start of the season, but he got ripped for arse paper and because Hearts had nobody to take him out for they, like he just got he's, you, you could see towards the end of that season Hickey, look Hickey's a good player he's played I believe he's doing well at Bologna but let's be serious he was fucking shit for Hearts towards the end of last season because he had zero confidence and there had no player to take him out for like you can, in my opinion you can't just have an 18 year old playing every week imagine we'd kept playing Josh Doig after his performance at Celtic Park his confidence would be shot like, they need to be taken out. So, like, there's places for Stevenson in the squad, but not as a regular star. But for me, Paul Hanlon is still one of the best centre-halves in the country. And Porches, uh, he, I was going to say, he does have – look, he can be very good. He, if he wants to be very good, he can be very good, but he can also be fucking terrible. That's the – but I think I genuinely are two players, and I don't even think they need to start. They don't need to start, but they need to be there, if that makes sense. They need to be there to make sure that the other players deserve to start, if that makes sense. I don't think we need to sign a centre-half that comes in and replaces Hamlin or Porteous, but there needs to be a centre-half there that could. Yeah, I think maybe not replace them, but they certainly need to come in and have a bit of competition. Because at the moment, like Harry said, it is too easy for them, and it is far too easy for them. They're not held accountable. Is there any other positions in the in the team that you think we need to look at um, depth wise, other than they two? Obviously, you mentioned left midfield, Greg. But yeah, I think that that conversation's pretty much done. Though um, when you when you think about it, you've got Jimmy Murphy there. <coughs> That's had injury problems, but it's weird, isn't it? Because obviously, at the start of the season, you mentioned you were a bit worried about his injuries, but we looked at it, and he'd only had that one big injury. Yeah. But he seems to be picking up. I don't know if it's because he's still on the... Like, you look at maybe McGuinness as well. Mm. Is it... I don't, I don't know, a sports scientist. Is it quite common for players when they get a big injury to pick up wee niggles on the way, on the way back? I don't know. I don't know what sort I mean, of... Speaking from Jamie experience, yes. <laughs> You're more susceptible to it anyway. I don't know what sort of pre-season... <laughs> look, McGuinness must have had zero pre-season at St. Mirren because he was... St- and then I don't know what... Murphy had at Rangers. I know I don't think he had really played many games, but I don't know if he was fit to train in pre-season or that like I think hopefully I think especially I've seen it with McGinnis just now I think it's just a case of keeping him out of the firing line until he is fully fit but and like 
the only area of the park I don't think we're as good as Aberdeen. Because, like we say, they're our direct competitor as centre midfield. But I don't necessarily... <sighs> I maybe would like to see us sign a central midfielder. But I think you can play a formation that gets gives us better balance. I just don't think playing a two works. But look, Aberdeen have better players at centre midfield than us. That's, for me, a fact. But I don't know if we need to sign one. I just think we need to go with three. I just don't think we can afford to play any of our midfield centre midfielders as a two. Harry, obviously, you're a big fan of Gogic. And is his ability on the ball now becoming an issue if he's played in a two? I think he can, because it wasn't at the start of the season, eh? But there's no excusing him yesterday. He was just pish. <laughs> wasn't he at it at all. I don't know if it's just because he's a bit rusty because he's out of match fitness, but... He didn't look like a footballer yesterday for the second goal. As much as Porteous and Barnes were having a, their best effort at letting them score, he was ball watching, which he normally doesn't do. Because if anything, he's trying to give away a penalty there, trying to get the ball, but not he wasn't. Because mm-hmm. um, I thought when he'd first come back from injury, he was doing a good ball of getting the ball away for his feet and just passing short passes to centre back, yep. so they could find the midfielder. But yesterday, he was holding on to the ball too long. He was looking confused when he was on the ball. Um, he just didn't look comfortable at all on the pitch. Um, just all around, it was crap. Because the thing I was saying at the start of the season wasn't even necessarily the fact that Gogic was playing lights out. It's just the fact we had a defensive midfielder there that was yep. helping at the structure of the team. But do you, do you think we need... That, he's not helping anything. Do you think we need um, to bring in another body in the middle of the park? Or do you think with hopefully seeing the likes of... Again, he did, he did, he did nothing yesterday like the rest of the team, but you've obviously got Malin back fit. Uh, Hopefully McGinnis gets back to fitness, Scott Allen gets back to fitness. Do you think we need anything else in the middle of the park? You didn't put round pegs in square holes, and that's what Ross has been doing with the midfield. He's like, here, what we'll do is we'll put a left midfielder on. We've not got any midfielders, Mr. Ross. Aye, so we'll put McGinnis out there. What do you mean that's no work? We'll put Malin out there. What do you mean that's no work? We'll just no play with a left midfielder. I just do anything. I think yeah, I think the formation he tried to play yesterday is the right one, but fuck me, do not play Kevin Nisbet on the left wing. There was a situation yesterday actually, and it I think Hanlon played a high diagonal, and Doidges won it. I think the keepers come out, but the Doidges won it, and he's knocked it down into the area. And Tam McManus is like, "Oh, Boyle's not reacted. Boyle's not reacted." See if Kevin Nisbet was if if we were playing four four two in that situation, I think Nisbet was more central. He taps in the back of the net. Like, of, look, Kevin Nisbet, I'm sure, can do a job wide. And the t- Kevin Nisbet needs to be down the middle and in the box. If Kevin Nisbet doesn't play down the middle, we do not score. Fact. And at the end of the day, you, playing a player like Kevin Nisbet out wide isn't going to get the best of Christian Dodge either. One, he can't play up front on his end, on his end. We've seen that last season. And two, from full stop. He needs, <laughs> but he needs. Look, I know. Look, he does miss a lot of chances. But Doidge's main strength is in there. If you're playing mm-hmm. Doidge, you need to have good wingers that can put good quality into the box. And to be honest, I don't even think playing Jamie Murphy gives you that because Murphy plays on the left, but his right foot cuts inside. Like I think someone like Jamie Gullen, who will hit the byline because he's left footed and. I mean, for me, to get, for, to get the best out of Christian Dodge, it's just about hitting the byline and getting good balls in the box. He done that yesterday. He put a I great ball across and nobody was there. Again, it all comes back to the acting. I just, I, I, that's what I mean. Like, I think the defence have been good this year. 
they've been very bad against Ross County and Livy, but I think they deserve some. I think the defence deserve more slack than the rest of the team. We scored two goals in five games. And before that, I can't really remember, but when, like, oh, sorry, before that we were playing well against Hamilton and Motherwell, but we scored two goals in the last five games. Like, come Get on. one clean sheet, though. We're good enough at all. Uh, do you know what? You're, you're right. We, we can have a defence until we're blue in the face, and we have done, but we're creating absolutely nothing. There is nothing about us going forward that would suggest we can score goals. We could still be trying to score against Ross County now, right. and they would still have a clean sheet because we're offering nothing up front. Right. We've sat and moaned for long enough, so wrap up the transfer window, Greg. Positions. What, what are you wanting for? What, what are you wanting for January? Just positions. Like I would, I would, I would accept a centre half and a striker. And what would be a step up from acceptance? Two centre halves, <laughs> a striker, um, and possibly another midfielder. Right, and Harry. Um, I think you're looking at uh, <laughs> ideally a new defence, get the midfield completely <laughs> reshaped, and a couple of new strikers would be amazing. Um, for me, just anything. Um, I just freshness. I just literally get something in the club that will give the team a bit of a shake up. Um, I was going on for ages about how I thought the personality of the team helped quite a lot at the start of the season. They seem to have lost their spark quite a bit. Because yeah. um, obviously Martin Boyle's the jokester of the team and when he's not playing, I'm sure he's probably not having as much a laugh and a joke with the boys. So if we get someone in with some personality just to find the boys up. I seen him, um, just quickly, I seen that um, Hibs talk tweeted out the other day. Jason Cummins, yes or no? No. I'm dad taking him every day of the week. You would have every, every day of the week. If he every was coming in for a, on a free, on a cheap contract, aye. If he's demanding first team wages, no, he's not good enough. I'm taking him every day of the week. What are we basing that he's not good enough on? In fact, he plays for Shrewsbury. He plays no, with Josh Vela. Kevin Nisbet plays for Dunfermline. Start beside Josh Vela. No, but seriously, like, I'm, like, I, I would take Jason Cummins up. And I would take Jason Cummins 10 times out of 10. If it was cheap enough, I, if it was worth if it was money, no. I would take him 10 times out of 10. I don't think he'd come back. I don't, I think, uh, to be honest, I think he's a bit of cock that thinks he's bigger than Hibs. But, like, I'd take him 10 times out of 10. Like, I think, I think Cummins and Nisbet would work all right. I think, like, Nisbet, I think they're similar, but I think he'd be the perfect foil for the two that we've got currently. I think if you had a front three, but anyway, that, it, it won't happen. But I just, it was just off the top of my head. Um, for me, I think centre-half and striker are fine. Aye. And I hope that by the end of January, we have seen a game where we have, again, long-term, maybe yes or no, but I hope by the end of, the season, by the end of January, we've seen a formation that includes two centre-halves but we don't have um, Ryan Porteous and Paul Hanlon as our two centre-halves. So we have one question left before we move on to Harry's quiz debate, whatever he's got for us this week. 
Owen Highby the week. <laughs> um, Greg, chat Ross. Talk to me. Time to go. Goodbye, Jack. Time's up, son. Could you stop, my um, Yeah, I think he's uh, for for me anyway. He's um, he's finished. Hope not. I, I, to be fair, I don't even care if anyone thinks I'm being dramatic. He's he's done. It's just not good enough, is it? Just as a whole. So we we're basing our season on finishing third and going up against Aberdeen when they've scattered us twice. Does it matter if we finish above them? them? Does it see if if we finish third at the end of the season? Does it matter if Aberdeen appears? If we finish above them? I think we're all finished third right now. We're not mm-hmm. competing against. What we what we bringing in a new manager to? What in the middle of a transfer window? What if, what if we don't hire? What if we? So if we sat Jack Ross tomorrow, we don't hire a manager for three weeks. We don't sign anyone in January transfer window. Are we not in a worse position than what we would have been with Jack Ross? No, but you remember when we did sack Lennon, we still signed players. I am loan. Lennon, what McNulty and Omiyonga, resounding signs. Figure <laughs> Mara and that Donald Johnson from Leicester. <laughs> what a guy! Yeah, you're doing. You're doing a great job of selling this one to me. Selling no, signing but, players from no, the so the recruitment team are in charge. Uh, put forward signing ideas. No, of course. So they obviously have targets. So you think Jack Ross should Jack be Ross sat on there. the back? So you think he should be sat on the back of the last two games? And it doesn't matter what he's done in the last... It doesn't matter that two weeks ago you said he's done a, as good a job as he could have, that 2020 was a great year for Hibs, that we're on course to have one of our best seasons ever because we've lost two games in a row. Albeit unacceptable performances, and they have come back-to-back, but because that's happened, that's it. I think, I think, I think it maybe it's time to take the blinkers off and realise that we have not been... Look, very no. good this look, season. No, look, we've, we've not played great for We've football. struggled. We've not played great. And, and, and do you know what? I know that you two maybe might like to be born and still pick up points, but... I don't, but then you moan a bit when we can see goals. You can't have it all. You can't have free flow in football and have a tight back door. We're no fucking Barcelona. You'd like you can't. I, scan it. <clears throat> I just think that the style is boring. He doesn't want to change it ever. Dundee United, wasn't, Dundee United wasn't boring, but we drew. Dundee United wasn't a boring game. But Why didn't we win? So, but do you, want, do you want to be entertained or do you want to win? Both. Who doesn't? But yeah, but, yeah, but you can't always have both. That's what I'm saying. So you, you think that... The Dundee United game the Dundee United game was a good game to watch. So you think us being boring... No. Didn't, I think horse and goals left, right, and centre. I think the best thing. I think what matters is that we perform well and have a good season. Can and, just, and, and Scottish before we were we were absolutely miles ahead of teams like Levy and folk in the top six, and now where are we? Nine points ahead of them, miles ahead and of them. Two games in hand. I'm not being funny. Levy have won seven on the spin. Like they're going to catch up. Right. And we've just we've not done anything lately. We're in a bad run of form. Like, anyway, let's let Harry in. I've been waving in that to the camera for about two minutes, trying to get my say in, and then I started my say, and Greg kept talking. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, in Scottish football, you had Stephen Gerrard at Rangers, 
first couple of seasons on the brink of the sack, now look at the team that he's built. Derek McInnes at Aberdeen took over when they were eighth in the table. Now that he's been there for so long, um, comfortably the third team in the country, Hibs have not had a manager for more than two years. Since when? When was the last time we had a manager for more than two years? Like Lennon, maybe Lennon just... Lennon, Lennon would have... Uh, he moved ahead about two and a half and years. He aye. didn't finish the season, so I'm leaving counting that. Well, he, had two few, he had two full years, but obviously one of them was in championship. But if you keep on getting rid of the managers, you're never going to get anything solid. Like players need to be worked into a system, and you need to work yep. with recruitment to actually build towards something. If you keep getting rid of the managers, because that's the person that designs the team, and that's the person that drives the tactic going forward. Obviously, this season, quite a lot of the time, we've been bored in that. But we're still sitting in fourth. We're still sitting in a cup semi final that's less than a month away. What's the point in bringing in a new manager with a completely different set of goals than the one that we've already got now? Are we going to bring in Robinson, who's just been sacked after pretty much getting Motherwell relegated? Like, what options are on the table? We're going to bring in Tommy Wright to try and <laughs> right oh. the ship. Like, what are we actually going to do? Like, if, if there was an option on the table to sack Ross right now and get someone in that's going to play blind and attacking football, fair enough, go for it. But sacking Ross off the back of a few bad performances, as Ewan said a few weeks ago, we were saying, we're Barry. And as I said last time, when Ewan was considering Ross out, if we win the next couple of games, we'll all be singing his praises again. We shouldn't base a season off the heat of the moment. Because if Hibs fans had their say, we would have a different manager every month. Fully agree. At the end of the day, see for me, for me, the, for me, the similarities right now and between us and Hearts when they first came back up are quite staggering. Obviously, our rivals are in the league below us and by all means doing pretty well. They also beat us in a cup. Hearts sat... No, I'm not saying that Hibs would be that badly mismanaged, but Hearts sat Robbie Nielsen and two years later got, got relegated and now have him back as their manager in the championship. They sat him when they were sitting third in the league or fourth, fourth in the league. Like, I think it shows that... Like, like, let's be realistic. Hibs and Hearts are a very good barometer for each other. Like, if it can happen to Hearts, it could happen to Hibs. And I'm not saying that you should keep people in the fear of something bad happening. But we are still on track to have one of our best seasons ever. We should win the League Cup. We should. It's not guaranteed, but it's never guaranteed. And to think, look, if Hibs don't win the League Cup, it'll be a big disappointment. But it's also extremely arrogant to think that it's a given that we beat the teams that are left. And, well, as you've seen in the last couple of games, it's definitely not. But, like, for me... Look, I know I say that after the Hearts game now. My opinion's completely changed since then. And I think because, like, I don't know why, but after the Hearts game, I was, I was done with it. But we, I think we will finish third. And I think we will win the League Cup. And, like, Jack Ross will go down as, He'll go down as in a modern era, one of our best ever managers. Because any manager that, for the end of the day, any manager that wins the trophy is going to be heralded. And like I say, it's not a given. But any manager that gets us into top three or four or wins a trophy. And I think, I genuinely think Jack Russell did both of their things this season. And 
for me, it doesn't matter how you do it. Uh, I, see, I, you look at you look at Derek McInnes. He gets stuck for Aberdeen fans, not because he's boring, because they've won one trophy under him. It was like eight years ago. That that's that's where the bugbear is. Hibs have this. I'm sorry, I love Hibs playing free flowing football. But the myth that Hibs play good football, it's a myth. It is like we as a club, we we like to play good football. And we do, and we've got. I would say we play better football than some other teams, but we are not entitled. We do, we're not an automatic pick for third place or fourth place or if Hearts are in the league, even, yeah, if Hearts are in the league, we are not guaranteed to finish top four. We, at no point in any of our lifetimes, have done that. In fact, in my lifetime, there's been more seasons, is this right, actually, am I? We've, we've been in the championship or the first division in my lifetime for more seasons than seasons where we finished top three. Like, but here we are in the top four comfortably in the semi-final of cup, greeting our fucking eyes out. Like, it's been a shit couple of games, but under no circumstance, if we sat Jack Ross tomorrow, we would be a laughingstock, in my opinion. Because I think if we sat Jack Ross tomorrow, the season goes down the drain. It doesn't have a positive effect for me. It's just, it's just my opinion. My opinion is that he doesn't know what, what system to play half the time. He jobs and changes it every week. But then you say he's too he went, up, he went up to Aberdeen. He played 4-4-2. Every, every man in the dog could see we were going to get slaughtered apart from him. He stands at the side of the pitch with his hands in his pockets like going out so just do something. Well, do what? Shout at them. Just do something. But, but because what, what? all he looks like is he looks defeated as well. So what, what, so what do you want him to do? Like, like, folk didn't like Neil Lennon. He was a total opposite. They didn't like him because he'd done it. You can't just pretend to be something that you're not. He just, he just stands there and does not... Like, his body language yesterday... Looks like a defeated man. How do you know though? The camera panned him like once. But how like how do you know? He's just he's just standing there like hands in pockets doing nothing. Uh, do you honestly think that like Joe Newell in the middle of the park is looking at Jack Ross and going, He looks like he can't be arsed, so I can't be arsed. Like do you honestly think that? No, but if that's what he's like, well, what's he like at half time? He comes he comes out yesterday again. And he's like, oh, we, we've had a chat with the players about the season's objectives. But, but, but what do you well, want him to do? That's good, Jack. You were, that, Jack. When, when we had Neil Lennon, you routinely... five goals in two games. When we had Neil Lennon, you routinely moaned about him chucking players under the bus. We now have a manager that protects his players, and that's not good enough. What the fuck do you want? Honestly, it was whatever it can be, though. Ah, but you routinely, you routinely moaned about Lennon, said it. He always blames the players, he always does this, he always does that. And now we've got a manager that doesn't do that, and is very pragmatic and says, "Look, I think from what I read, I didn't, I didn't watch it, but I read it and said we've questioned if they actually still want to achieve what they set out of the season. Just because he never came out and called them all fucking bastards doesn't mean he never gave them. For me, I think all he is. If I was, if someone comes in and shouts at me in my work, if my manager moans at me and says this isn't good enough, I'm like fuck you. But if he turns around and goes like." Well, do you actually like, do you even want to be here? Do you even want to achieve this? That's when I'm like, oh fuck. You know what I mean? 
Interesting. Man. <laughs> I honestly just, I just don't like the way that we're going about things now, and, and it, it is torture. And I don't even look forward to watching Hibs anymore. No, I'll give you, yeah, I'll give you that. Because it's so shit. But we're, we're just so in bad boring. form. We're just in bad form. We're so pred- we've been predictable all season, though. We just won back-to-back away games, four and three now. They lost one 0 against Rangers. Don't twist the facts, Wilson. Girl. Oh, it's okay. We played well <laughs> against Rangers. So no, no. Look, the Rangers game's the Rangers game. I'm not bad. Like we played all right, but yeah, like I'm not. I'm not asking for Jack Ross's heat after the game at Ibrox. Like that'd be a bit extreme. I'm not, look, we never won. We never got into the game, so I'm not that arsed, But I'm not gonna pretend that we never played well. Like I'm. This oh, we've been shit boring all season. We'll see if you go and listen to the podcast we done three weeks ago. You said we weren't boring. Like against Ham and Motherwell, are probably the two games we haven't been boring. So how have we been boring all season? Ham against Motherwell, we're boring. Oh, just oh, f- honestly, like it doesn't. Sad. Oh, we had we had we've had two games in twenty where we were really really bad. So you need to go. You two sound like my inner demons fighting with each other. Like, <laughs> but it's not. It's not just. I mean, how <laughs> semi final? Is that good enough? We should have won that game. Last season, is that good enough? What, we sacked uh, sack them for seven and a half and ten months ago now? No, but it all adds up, doesn't it? Like, if you look at it over the whole... Ah, it does all add up. And we're set, it does all add up, and we're sitting in a European place in a semi-final. It does all add up. Right. That's exactly what I'm saying. It all adds up to having a good season. Right. And what if we lose the next three games? Then, that's, well, this is it. For me, if we lose the next three games, then it goes. Now isn't the time to move, sack someone. If we lose to Celtic, don't beat Kelly and lose to St. Johnson, then see you later, mate. So I'm totally irresponsible for saying he should go, but... Yes! If, that's the, if he loses the next three games, then you're on board with me, then. The whole season's gone if he loses the next three If games. he loses the next three seasons, hey, if, he, if we lose the next three games, season's done. You're no catching Aberdeen and you're out of the League Cup. Obviously, he's still got the Scottish Cup, but... If we can, he We'll see in three games' time, then, but... Look, okay. Maybe you're playing at the moment. Is he under pressure, Harry? I would say so. Is he under pressure? He should yeah, be under yeah. pressure the home form itself. 100%. The home form's yeah, not good enough. But I don't think you can... If the fans are under there, so he's not under pressure. Wrong can you imagine the, the fans there the last two games? I, think I don't think the last two games happen if fans are there. The board isn't going to sack him. Because they didn't think there's a reason to sack him. Because as you say, on paper, we're fourth in the league, which is going to be the highest finish we've had in God knows how long. Um, and we're sitting in the League Cup semi-final. What's the board going to, like, the board doesn't care about what the fans are. They're American. What are they going to do? Go on Twitter and be like, here, all the Hibs fans are raging. Or are they going to go on Hibs.net, all oh, the Hibs fans are fuming? They're no. From their perspective, Jack Ross is doing a Barry job. Why would they want to sack him? Like, it's just stupid to me. But anyway, we're going to be bashing on about Jack Ross and the Heidi quiz coming up soon. So, hey, well, take, us, take us on our way. In fact, Harry, for some obscene reason, you think we should do a high B of the week this week. Yes! Which, again, uh, because of the festivities, we forgot to put on our Twitter poll. <laughs> so, maybe one of you... Maybe one of you could take over that tweet. <laughs> anyway, anyway. See, when... Um, this is my big spiel for high B of the week. I think this is in the bag already, lads. You're not going to talk this, eh? So Because <laughs> I'm not fucking nominating anyone. Um, <laughs> Off Livingston should be about 4 0 done at half time. We were all fuming. Then we think to ourselves, oh no, David Tanner's coming up. We're thinking, oh no, it's getting worse. But then 
our knight in shining armour, Gary O'Connor, drops an F-bomb on it and everybody smiles. It's the first smile we've had in the new year. What a guy. Gary O'Connor, high be the week. I thought Gary O'Connor was really good. I have to be totally honest, I thought he was going to be terrible. But see, after like watching like his interviews with like Open Goal and stuff, I thought it was going to be an absolute shambles. But he's a normal guy, yeah. You could, yeah, you could you could see that. I think he'd had a nice balance of trying to be quite objective, but also showing that he's a Hibs fan. Uh huh. I look. I didn't. I didn't see a Hibs legend there. I seen a Hibs fan who was disappointed in the way we played against Ross County before the game, and even more disappointed with the game. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. When you see, say, was it Rob Jones at the start of the season was on it, and he was. Mm-hmm. But you could you could sort of tell he was just there because he played for us. But with Gary O'Connor, you could tell that it fucking bothered him. Like, and I, at the end of the game, when I think when the camera was still on like the pitch and Tanner's talking about the result or whatever, and you could just hear Gary O'Connor fucking effing and blinded in the background, and you could just tell like Graham Baffy's like fucking shut the fuck up. <laughs> Gary O'Connor looked like they two had a bit of like a bit together, and uh... <laughs> he just turned into bit. Uh, they, get, they came east of and gave us a pumping. I was like, yep. I, I, I was hoping that what Gary O'Connor did do was turn it to Graham Matthew and went, well, that was fucking shite, wasn't it? <laughs> well, that was a pile of shite. I don't like, like, so I'll be totally honest, I don't like having, I think at the start of the season we had Ron Gordon in the studio before the game. I don't think we should have someone like Graham Maffey and because you're, so reliant on you're so reliant on the team playing well that day whereas that doesn't happen as soon as and that sort of shit never happens when you have like because as soon we say that you like Greg you said he's no saying anything like just say it's shy but you, we all know we can say that yeah. and like you see people on Twitter have said it people on .net have said it like it, it's just and people that like, say oh, we're a, like the, the, the what's his role Sporting director or son and having a laugh in a TV studio after the game we've just lost. Well, in my opinion, you've got to forget that he's your sporting director at that point and just look at, it at the fact that he's in a studio with two other people presenting a show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but I, so I think you can't, you shouldn't be putting your sporting director in that and in, in that position for really fucking criticism for no reason. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, he's not. I don't want to see a member of the Hibs board or whatever he is laughing and joking 20 minutes after the defeat. But when he's put into that position, what's he supposed to do? Because he can't go out. He can't go out and... Imagine Graham Matthews sat there and murdered Jack Ross and the players. Or imagine the headlines yeah, this morning. Can't do it, but it'd be excellent. It'd be funny. <laughs> like, I'm, 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 I've not got a nomination for High Beat of the Week. I can't even be asked. Can just call High Beat of the Week because I don't think anybody's going to vote for anyone else. I'm going to nominate myself for sitting through that this week. <laughs> right, Gary, Greg, Gary O'Connor is High Beat of the Week. Get up, you Greg. <laughs> well, that's just because you're a bear. <laughs> Gary, you're no winning anything else on this podcast. And speaking of winning, something that helps him. Um, opinion if that's if we should keep Jack Ross. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of winning, Harry, I need to get back on the winning track like Hibs need to do itself at the bar next week. What have you got for us this week? We're going to court, boys. 
Oh, here we go. In session, how are we doing? We're on the Harry High B quiz, but we're in court. What's the score? Is it 7-4 to you? 7-4 to Greg, aye. 7-4 to Greg. Ewan's on the side. We've had two courts before, and both appearances, Greg took the case and went home with it. But we've got a, we've got a bit of a theme here. Anyway, we've just been talking about it for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes. But anyway, Mr. Jack Ross, Greg, you're going to say why the board should offer him a extra two years on his contract. You've got 30 seconds to discuss that. And Ewan, you've got to say why his contract should be ripped up this very second. So who wants <laughs> to 30 seconds? This is going to be worse for me because at least Greg, like people are going to be like, oh, well, like he said he should go, but maybe he should stay where he's going. I don't know what you Greg, do you want to go first? Right. You're starting in three, two... Well, we did play well at Ibrox, so that's surely worth another two-year deal. <laughs> that's all I've got to say on the matter. For fuck's sake. <laughs> A simple 10-second performance for Greg. All right, you and you got your 30 seconds. Three, two, one. Five goals, two games, none scored. Ross County and Livingston, fuck me. You got beat by Hearts in the semi-final of the Cup. You got beat by Hearts at Easter Road. Aberdeen are routinely pumping us now. Um, and... It's just not good enough, is it? He's got to go. I've, I've, if to, to be honest, I, I actually messaged the Green Brigade on Twitter last night to see where they got their protest material for, and I was ready to go <laughs> Easter Road, but they, they just dinged me. Um, so I think when we get out of lockdown and B&Q opens up again, I'll go and get some slabs. Um, I hope you enjoy your B&Q trip, and I also hope you enjoy your point. I'm sorry, Greg, but I thought his usage of time there was quite effective, and your 10 seconds, although they were powerful, were not quite up to the same standard. So, moving on to the next question, obviously we've just hit the January transfer window. Um, Ewan, you need to tell us why there should be an embargo on assigning any players that have played for the club before, so why we should never, ever sign anybody back that was played for us before. And Greg, you've got 30 seconds to tell us why we should exclusively only sign players that have played for the club before. All right, so Greg started last time, so you and you can start us off. So why we should never re-sign any player that's played for the club before. Go. So I think it, it sets everyone up for a fall from from the get-go. It sets the player up for a fall. It puts the pl- if we're re-signing the players because they've done well the first time, they've maybe got a good reputation with the fans. That's already putting pressure on the player before they come back. It gives them no time to resettle into the squad. You don't know what's changed between the times that they've went away between the club. You look at Gary O'Connor when he left and look at when, when he came back. Look at this, this, the differences in the club. And it just puts a lot of pressure on the team. Um, and the, the player, for me, the player could lose his all good will with the fans. Sorry for cutting you off. There we had a very straight talk and factual performance from you. So that was Greg, <laughs> you're going to have to take us away with why we should only sign players that have played for the club before. Three. Well, I think everyone would like to see Yomi Onga back for a start. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they know what it means. You know, play, players like Yomi Onga, Sprewell, John McGinn, you know, they, they know what it means. Got a few, a few decent, decent ex-players that um, that are doing well. So, yeah, I think we should stop wasting money on putting new players through the pain of playing for Hibs and uh, and just sign sign players that we had before because they're familiar with the surroundings. All right. Well, being honest, um, 
both of your answers, I was I wasn't really a fan of, to be honest. Oh. I thought that, um, Greg Greg done all right, but he mentioned Dominga, and that's the last player I want coming back to my. <laughs> um, but he did yeah, mention he, John McGinn. <laughs> what? But he did mention John McGinn, and that's that's a lot of hedge points. He didn't get the negative point from Dominga because he leveled it up with John McGinn. We all know a staunch John McGinn fan, and um, uh, you and your answer was all right, but it was a bit meh. Boring. A bit boring. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it was really good. It was a bit boring. He didn't, didn't gain a point. But anyway, going into the last uh, question here. So did right. neither of us get anything there? Nah, so it's 1-0 to Ewan going into the final question. So um, Ewan, you've got to tell us why we need to make at least five signings in this January transfer window. And Greg, you've got to tell us why this squad is strong enough as it is and we should not put. Any, we should be offering new players contracts. We shouldn't be trying to sign anybody new. This squad is perfect. So who wants to take it away? Hey, I'll go first. Right, on you go. Fuck 2016. The fans need to get over it. The club need to get over it. Get David Gray to fuck. Get Darren McGregor to fuck. Get Paul Hanlon to fuck. And get Lewis Stevenson to fuck. And we need a striker. So replace day four. Old age pensioners, go to the care home and sign a striker. Fans need to get over it. Ken Watt, see these fucking pictures on my desk? Fuck off. Scottish Cup final. Didn't happen. We need to move on and become a better club. With four seconds to spare, all right, Greg, you're going to have to go for a tool alley for that one. Why is yeah, this going to want to do that. <sighs> right, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am... I am speechless. After seeing you throw that full across your room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I look at I've interrupted you 20 seconds and but I think there's a time in the Ari Highway quiz where it goes to carnage and this is it. Ewan, congratulations on your win. You've closed the gap to two. You take the point for that. You get a bonus point as well. That was point. so hard. I feel like I'll just fucking I feel like I feel like I should rub <laughs> this tattoo off and go and support hearts or something after saying that. Please <laughs> make sure that whatever you threw is alright, because <laughs> I threw it on my bed, it should be alright. Well, no, it's too, they're too, like, wooden, like, oh. plaques or something. <laughs> they should be fine. Probably got a chip in them or something. Now. A bit of the floor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there you have it. There's a Harry. We went to court, and I think we've got a loss. Yeah! We went to court this time, because Ewan took it, but at what cost? So congratulations, <laughs> commiserations, Greg, and back to Ewan for the closer. Comeback season. I can't, even, I can't even argue with that. That was some performance for you. Good effort. Very dramatic. Uh, we'll clip that up and put that out as the preview, I think. <laughs> <laughs> no, see it no, but comeback season's on, Greg. You must be shouting yourself. Your backbone's Definitely going not. right like Paul Hanlon's. Anyway, <laughs> lads. Look, nine days now until well, eight days now, but Celtic away um next week. Well, we well, fuck it. Well, we squeeze another podcast in at the end of the week and get over it. And but we actually do a proper preview of the Celtic game maybe towards the end of the week. What do you think? Yeah. Maybe like if we made make any signings, but it might just be like a fifteen minute one. As to... We'll squeeze we'll squeeze something in at the end of the week, um, because this podcast would just suggest that um, the end of the world just happened. <laughs> so <laughs> look, look, we're Hibs fans. We'll get on with it and. We've look, we've seen this all before, and we've seen that it can 
go into completing our shit, but we've also seen that sometimes we can come to the other side and hopefully that's what happens this week. We've got a big three games coming up. Hopefully we get back on the winning run and we can actually enjoy the rest of the season. But thanks again, lads, for joining us. It's obviously a bit more raw this week. We've tried to get in as quickly as possible. It was close to full time. So I think, what, game finished 20 hours ago and I woke up about 10 minutes ago. So <laughs> cheers, boys. Cheers. Bye. Thank you.